Springfield's Talk 1041. My name is Nick Reed, streaming live, KSGF.com. We've got Friday Roadshow coming up this Friday. That's at Scrambler. Sponsored by Affordable Towing. Uh, just over an hour, we'll talk with Congressman Burleson, among other things, his thoughts on the Speaker House is... Uh, it appears Jim Jordan, which I suppose, if anything, is a testament to the sort of leader he is. He is making these phone calls and a number of members of Congress, Republicans, who, as of this past weekend, said, hell or high water, I will never support him or saying I'm I'm support. I'm endorsing him now. Uh, I suppose that that is a demonstration that, hey, I mean, is it this what uh, we we want in a leader, somebody that can make things work, somebody that can reach over to those, even if they're within the same party, and pull them over to a more conservative individual, Jim Jordan. More, these are not conservative individuals that have said that they aren't going to support him. And so his ability to pull people his way should be encouraging uh, to conservatives, though it's still there are some who have said that they aren't going to support him. Uh, I think that the the momentum is on his side. And though you know you don't want situations like are occurring in Israel to occur, I think that probably is helping because there is an there's a need. Uh, it isn't, I mean, we were two weeks ago talking about the budget deadline and, uh, the necessity to have someone in there quickly with the attack on Israel that of course adds an added pressure, I think, to a number of the holdouts to not be seen as responsible in the context of the attack on Israel, uh, be seen as holding up this process and being responsible for us not coming together and getting a new speaker. Uh, there, there are a few that are saying, bring McCarthy back. I, you know, of all the suggestions, that may be the stupidest, frankly. Uh, just, I, it's almost as if they want to say, we're going to make sure that this thing doesn't move forward. Uh, when you throw out an insane suggestion like that, knowing full well that it's not going to happen. U.S. selects roughly 2,000 troops for potential deployment to support Israel, though we're told that the troops are not expected to take part in combat and will likely serve in support advisory and medical capacities. Out of the gate, because it is the Biden administration, I don't believe them. I, I, I do not believe that if we send troops over to the Middle East, specifically into Israel, Gaza Strip, or otherwise, that it is going to only be advisory, only going to be for support and, and medical capabilities. Um, does that mean that it's not true? It does not mean that it's not true, but this administration has demonstrated you cannot trust what they say. You have to be out of your mind particularly when it comes to issues dealing with foreign policy in the Middle East, to believe these people, to trust what they say is true. The Pentagon 
reports Just the News, has selected a contingent of roughly 2,000 soldiers for a potential deployment in support ahead of or in support of Israel ahead of possible Israeli land invasion of the Gaza Strip, which of course currently is under the control of the terrorist group Hamas. Fighting has continued in the region. Hostages are taken. Slaughter of innocent people. It has put on full display for the world to see the opposite approach taken by the Israelis versus Hamas, the chosen leadership of the Palestinian people, and that is Hamas, whose goal was to seek out and kill as many innocent women and children as possible, whereas Israel's goal is to not do that, is to give them a heads up, give them time to evacuate, tell them where to go for safety purposes, to do everything within their power. It is the complete 100% opposite approach. The approach of the Israelis is to only hit strategic targets that are within the con, you know, the, the, within the, Scope of military. You, know. you One of the things that I think people noticed the absence of coverage of Hamas taking out military installations. You notice you didn't hear that? We didn't hear about uh, this runway being destroyed by Hamas or these, uh, you know, warehouses that house munitions or anything of a military capacity. Did you notice that wasn't what they were hitting? No. All innocent people. That was their target. Details of any such deployment of up to 2,000 U.S. troops, such as potential locations, exact mission parameters remain unclear, and any such operations would likely serve to bolster an Israeli ground offensive. Now, you can parse the description of what these troops are, as we're being told, going to be used for. It may be a moot point, again, given that you can't trust this administration anyhow, but when we talk about support, what does that mean? When we talk about serving in a medical capacity, does that mean going into Gaza, being in areas in which we will be targeted? The advisory capacity, though there may be, some actual benefit we could provide. I'm, I, I, I do wonder what sort of advisory capacity we could serve in a meaningful way to Israel when it comes to the Gaza Strip. I mean, it seems to me that they are going to be probably the most informed I'm not sure what advisory capacity we could possibly serve to them. And like I said, there may be, and it's nothing against us, but this is their area. I mean, it would be as if there was some sort of terrorist organization that is holding up uh, you know, southwest Missouri. They've gone in there, 
and you have Israel come in and they're going to serve as an advisory to us as to how to deal with that. Um, you know, it, it just that, that's their area. I would think that they would be much more equipped to be informed as to the best way to go about. Uh, but I, I know that there are things I don't know. After the latest news update, uh, Joe Biden leaving for Israel. He is slated to land in Israel tomorrow. Uh, I suspect, well, all right, we're going to talk about this because this is theater. And much of this is theater for the purposes of the 2024 presidential election. News now. Good morning. I'm Keller 10 and Fox 49's Jesse Inman. A man linked to a string of business robberies has been caught by Springfield police. Dante McDonough is accused of stealing from Walmart, Menards, Sally Beauty Supply, Casey's, and several other retailers. Police used security video to identify McDonough. His bond is set at $25,000. The city of Springfield wants to update an historic part of downtown and is looking for community input. Jubilee Park along Jefferson Avenue is the site of a theater where the nationwide TV program Ozark Jubilee was broadcast from in the 1950s. Now, the city wants to transform Jubilee Park into a more accessible and user-friendly green space. The city is taking public comments through the end of this month. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Uh, the first alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. A sunny day with a high of 67, clear 46 tonight. Mostly sunny with a high of 73 tomorrow. <laughs> Hey, that's me. Well, whenever an unexpected home repair pops up, it is important to have someone in your corner that you can trust. And that's why I love to tell you about Bruce and the Beatles property maintenance team. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they specialize in home repairs and maintenance. They do everything from crawl space repairs, mold remediation, water restoration. Uh, They also can help you out if you're wanting to upgrade or update your home in a way. Um, I had them out. Uh, it's probably about a year now and we completely upgraded my kitchen and I got brand new kitchen flooring and brand new lighting throughout uh, my kitchen as well and it looks absolutely fantastic so if you do have an unexpected home repair pop up you can trust in the fine folks over at Beatles Property Maintenance you can give Bruce and his team a call today and you can find all of that contact information under the Sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com uh, someone uh, texted in, how about starting to go fund me to raise money to send the clowns protesting against Israel over to Iran so that they can help Hamas? Uh, you see some of these organizations like Queers for Palestine and stuff, and the it really demonstrates the detachment from reality that some of these people, particularly college students, th- this world they live in. And it is sad because one would like to think that our universities are a place where you learn. But instead, we find that these are bubbles that suck the critical thinking abilities out of human beings. They take young people and indoctrinate them, which is why you're seeing this sort of behavior, that you can see people that would have their throats cut, their bodies lit afire in front of family members if they dared step foot in Gaza that those people are supporting what's happening. You see some of these stories. There was a story, well, 
Probably have it in yesterday's stack. I keep these stacks. I hoard stacks of, I, I mean, all this for those of you Facebook Live. This is stuff from yesterday I didn't get to. Some of this I probably should today. There, there was one story in particular. And, it, yeah, a Minnesota woman who advocated for the Palestinians murdered by Hamas. 66-year-old, 67-year-old Minnesota native. Eagle Flash. Her family described her as a staunch advocate for the rights of Palestinians and an outspoken opponent of Israel and their military action. She was from St. Paul, Minnesota. And um, her husband was the son of a Holocaust survivor and an Israeli citizen. She relocated in southern Israel many years ago after visiting as a college student. Her 34-year-old daughter, Karen Flash, told USA Today, Cindy loved the communal lifestyle, uh, began collective farming, so forth, and she became an advocate for the Palestinians and anti-Israel. And she was one of those that just got you know, slaughtered by the very people that she was advocating for. The, the, the peace festival. Many of the people who were slaughtered at this peace concert, this festival, they were there all in the idea that Israel should not use military action in order to try and squash any sort of terrorist activity, that it should all be about sitting down and talking and compromising. The, 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 some of these individuals that were sought out and targeted for slaughter were some of the biggest advocates of Hamas. And here is the thing about the human condition for people i you and i think man i guess I, in their last moments as they realized that they may be in trouble they probably had this awakening i don't think that they do any more frankly than suicide bombers do they're willing to die for the cause and so not that that's what you know why they necessarily as opposed to a suicide bomber that does go into it with that intent these individuals that are sympathetic to Hamas and are anti-Israeli and they are there even in a scenario that they're trying to help the Palestinians and then they find that they're about to be murdered by Hamas I don't think many of them have that realization of oh wait maybe I was on the wrong side of this I think they see themselves as a casualty for the cause. Of course, they would prefer it not turn out that way. But it is in their minds, for many of them, not all, I think there's a good chance that it's, they are a casualty of a war that, you know, for uh, you know, the, this great cause. Joe Biden on his way to Israel. I do not think that this is really anything more than marketing, and it is to portray the Biden administration as being so extremely solid behind Israel that we forget they are using our tax dollars and their efforts, their their, their uh dictates, if you will, to fund the very people who are killing Israelis. 
the $6 billion plus we have learned that was allowed to, the Iranians were given access by the Biden administration, pales in comparison to what we would learn was the refusal to enforce sanctions that Trump had in place on oil in Iran. One of the ways that Trump fought against terrorism was to cut off the money supply. And he recognized that Iran was the number one funder of terrorism, so cut off their money. Put sanctions on oil, on the sale of oil. The Biden administration has, we've learned, to the tune of $80, $90 billion quietly uh, just ignoring those sanctions, allowing the sell, sale largely to, guess who, China. So the administration has found itself in this position where, financially speaking, they have proactively made it possible for this attack to take place. What they've got to do, and this is, they have to, I believe, they recognize, portray themselves as being so pro-Israel. That so pro-Israel that in order to make sure the world knows that this administration stands tough against terrorism, that the president of the United States will put himself in the in the way of danger. And don't be surprised if we don't hear some stories about, oh, these very uh, frightening moments in which they weren't sure whether or not they were going to come under fire, or maybe they did, or there were these brief moments in which, uh, you know, the president's life was was perhaps in the balance or they didn't know whether they could guarantee their safety and all the communication that we had you know going on that was very very important to secure the safety of the president of the united states you hear stories about how we lost communication and it was very you know it's a surreal moment we we very well may be served up propaganda to make it sound as if biden is just such a strong supporter of Israel that he put his life on the line. He's so brave. All of that is meaningless if you're funding the terrorism. It's meaningless. What holds more meaning? Helping fund Hamas to the tune of that we know of close to $100 billion, which this administration has done. But showing up in Israel, is that more meaningful or not showing up in, in Israel, but at the same time also not funding terrorism? If you are an Israeli, which of those two options would you prefer? A photo op or not funding terrorism? If it were me... Not funding terrorism would be the more significant move, the move that actually had a meaningful difference. But to show up and take a photo op while continuing to fund terrorism and to deny, to play this ridiculous game, the administration is playing that, well, we don't have direct evidence that Iran was directly responsible, so we can't... Oh, 
Yes. You know what that is? That's covering for them. And it's covering for them because it's covering for the Biden administration. If you can distract people away from recognizing Iran's direct role, then you can direct you can distract them away from the means in which they were able to have that direct role, which of course was the tens of billions of dollars that they were given access to because of Joe Biden. So this is this is all to cover his own butt. It's somewhat similar to the impeachment of Trump in order to cover for the corruption in Ukraine. You, you, it's all about distracting, and, and that's what this is on full display. Now, if you want to get real dark and conspiratorial, you could say, hey, this is their way of getting rid of them, too. Ah, the deep state decided, you know, we got this guy is not doing well at all. Uh, this might be a good opportunity for some sort of awful accident to happen when all Americans will rally around the Democrat Party and 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 we should just support whomever it is that the Democrats put up and it, it, as a way to honor Joe Biden and to really show those terrorists they can't tell us who's going to be president. That's if you want to go down a real deep rabbit hole springfield's talk 1041 is always just an app away download the ksgf app and listen live or catch what you missed on ksgf mornings with nick american transmissions talk and text line i wouldn't put air force one in that airspace was it was it uh afghanistan i believe when trump was president he made thanksgiving i want to say but he didn't tell anyone they, they for security purposes they, they did clearly did not want to give uh, the enemy a heads up. It does seem, maybe it's not odd. I, I don't know. Maybe the airspace isn't an issue in any way, shape, or form. Um, why you would make that announcement ahead of time. Um, I wonder how excited Kamala Harris is right now. You think, <laughs> you think she's like, ooh, now wait, what? What? He, he's going over there? She probably has no idea what's going on. Yeah, she's. They didn't even tell her. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows what important job she's on? Hey, uh, they might as well make her uh, Middle East peace czar. Um, I, she's done such a tremendous job at every other task she's been given. She's such a tremendous success. Uh, they, they ought to send her over. How nervous would she be if they're like, guess what? Actually, we decided we're sending you over. Uh, you, you, <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> but you, you can't help it. You know, she's like, now. She doesn't want to be too overt about it, but they tell her, they're like, uh, Madam Vice President, um, uh, it's been decided that President Biden is going to go over uh, to Israel in order to demonstrate uh, America's um, uh, resolve in its support for Israel. And she's like, oh, okay. Could you imagine the speech that so, she would yeah, give? She's... So I'm going to the Middle East. It's in the middle between uh, two things. <laughs> I could just, uh, they, I mean, them telling her this, and she, I just see her kind of like, and, and they're waiting for a response, and she's like, so is this dangerous? <laughs> On a scale of one to ten. Do I actually yeah, have to yeah, do anything? Yeah, one being, oh, it's just a great photo op, nothing to worry about. Ten being Madam President. 
where does it fall on this scale? Someone also asked, this is a great question, why are gas prices dropping? They noted that they've seen it drop. It's down to uh, 287 somewhere. Uh, I'll answer that question coming up because that is a good question. It is noticeable. It's been slow, but we are seeing some relief. Um, oh, man, I just remember the Trump days when they were so, so stupid low. I remember having, I, it was so cheap at one point. You wish that you could drink it. It was that cheap under Trump. And now we've gotten to the point where if it falls under three a gallon, uh, this is how low the bar has become under the Biden administration. We're like, great days are here. It's only 287. But there is a reason that they're dropping, and uh, I'll explain that next. Uh, First alert forecast. Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 67 today, 46 overnight low. Tomorrow, sunny, warmer with a high of 73. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, right now is a really good time as we move into that colder weather to do a free roof inspection to make sure that your roof is in tip-top shape before we move into that colder fall weather and even into winter. And I highly recommend, if that is something that you are interested in, to give Josh and the Pyramid Roofing Company a call today. Now, they make the free roof inspections just as simple as possible. They'll come out, they'll get on your roof and take tons of photos and videos, and then they will work through the process with you. Maybe you're in a situation where you don't need a whole new roof. Maybe you need just a simple roof repair or maybe even something uh, like new vents or new guttering. The Pyramid Roofing Company, they have got you covered. And like I said, they make the process hassle-free, just as simple as possible. So if you are wanting to take advantage of that free roof inspection, highly recommend that you give him a call today. You can find all of the contact information for Josh and his team under the Sarah's endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Gas prices, they're, they're going down. Uh, I was talking about how cheap just the memories are. I specifically, I specifically remember at one point filling up a, a car I had at the time and it had a smaller tank, like 12 gallon or something. And it was ten dollars to fill up the car and i remember taking that moment and remembering it like i have to remember this because i know that this cannot last i know that at some point something's going to happen be it a new president that changes policies or things beyond our 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 you know comprehension at the time uh, that is going to change it. And of course, those dates did come. And let's see, Paul noted that gas got down to 99 cents a gallon in Ozark, average about a buck 25 under Trump, was 149 on election day. 99 cents. I have an app that I use for a specific, there's a specific um, line of gas, if you will, that, that I purchase, And the app that I had at the time was, it would also give me like $10 off a gallon. So I was paying, I think at one point 79, or there was 15 cents off a gallon and it was 79 cents or 80 something a gallon. It just, it was beautiful, beautiful. How, how quickly things can change. All right. So two reasons that we are largely seeing the gas prices come down. One, we're switching, getting into the marketplace, getting back to the so-called winter blend 
for environmental reasons, which ultimately are meaningless in terms of actual impact on the environment, the government has dictated that there is a special formula that has to be used in the summertime, and that is more expensive. So one thing that is occurring is the production of the gas itself uh, it being the winter blend, which is cheaper, is, is making itself into the marketplace. Also, demand for oil right now is at a 25-year seasonal low. So, so demand for this time of year has not been this low in 25 years. Uh, this is according to the Energy Information Administration. And one can speculate as to why that is. Some have just, you know, the the economics of it, the fact that the prices have been so high that it, it makes it unaffordable in certain capacities. And so, you know, you have the scale back of demand. People, um, corporations, companies, not able to afford to buy as much, so you have the demand going down. But whatever the reasons, it is at a 25-year seasonal low. So you combine that with switching to the winter blend, and that's largely why we're seeing those gas prices come down. Though I'm sure if you ask Joe Biden, he'll say it is because of his Inflation Reduction Act or who knows whatever nutty assertion <laughs> that he would make. Senator Tom Cotton, Republican Arkansas, is calling on the Department of Homeland Security to deport foreign nationals, including people in the U.S. on student visas, who have expressed support for Hamas's terrorist attacks on Israel. Well, now we can't do that. Actually, the law says, yeah. Yeah, we can, and we should. The law, in a letter sent to Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, on Monday, Cotton demanded that the department take immediate action to remove the foreign nationals who the GOP lawmaker says has have no place in the U.S. Quote, I write to urge you to immediately deport any foreign national, including and especially any alien on a student visa that has expressed support for Hamas and its murderous attacks on Israel. These fifth columnists have no place in the United States. Federal law he continued, is clear, this is federal law, that any alien who endorses or espouses terrorist activity or persuades others to endorse or espouse terrorist activity or support a terrorist organization is inadmissible and must be deported, end quote. That is the federal law. Now, this is how far removed we are from September 11th, from we'll never forget BS, which is crap. We are behaving more willfully naive than we were on September 10th, 2001. We portrayed ourselves as a nation that would not forget the blinders that we wore on September 10th, 2001. We're worse than we are th than we were then. Because we know the dangers. We are talking about uh, back then. 
the reason that there were a number of reasons that we were ignorant to what was being planned. But one of the reasons was because you didn't exactly have groups of protesters in front of the White House, in front of event centers, on college campuses, openly supporting terrorism. That wasn't something that we were seeing. So out of sight, out of mind. They are advertising their support for terrorist attacks in our country. And federal law notes that, yeah, when that happens, you have people here in the United States that are aliens. It doesn't mean that they're here illegally. They can be here on a student visa, work visa. And if they are openly supporting terrorism, then they get out of here. They get deported. This is the law. Why are we not doing this? I, it, I'm, I don't know that there is anything we can currently do to invite a terrorist attack on our nation more than we're doing now. The only safeguard that we have in place, and this is a fingers crossed scenario where we just hope that they don't have any plans in place to do it. With our open border, the encouragement of terrorism on our university campuses and, and again, other events. There was one out in front of the White House. They're, they're happening all over the place. Uh, it is mind-boggling. If on sept just after September 11th and the Kumbaya, we'll never forget, oh, we got to have a commission. We got to figure out what went wrong. We have to form these brand new powers for the government to spy on people, all to make sure it doesn't happen again. You think about that. Look at where we are today, all in the name of stopping another terrorist attack. We have a government that uses legislation passed in the name of stopping a terrorist attack. It's called the Patriot Act to 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 look at parents who show up at school board meetings as potential terrorists. Meanwhile, we have people openly supporting collectively together in this country terrorism and we're like well you know this should be a lesson to us all about the desire when we are frightened or worried handing that sort of power over to government because look who they're using it we have laws in place to remove people in this country that are not citizens for promoting terrorism and we're allowing them to promote terrorism and we're not removing them. And I, and I do not believe this administration will for a moment. But the laws that are supposed to stop another 9-11 instead are being used to go after parents who show up at school board meetings and question their child's education. Uh, it, 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 it. If you had a go back in time machine and you tried to tell everyone like, this is where we're going to be just a couple decades. We're going to be allowing without deportation in compliance with federal law, people from other countries, many of them in the Middle East, openly promoting terrorism. 
Oh, but by gosh, we're going to make sure we track down anyone and everyone that was in the Capitol on January 6th. By gosh, we're going to raid the homes of pastors who pray in front of abortion clinics. My gosh, we're going to drag out kicking and screaming parents who are upset because school districts are covering up the rapes of their kids. You know, really have those priorities straight. What a place this administration has us. Yesterday, I drove by the Woodvale Development. Uh, got a nice Aller Building Company sign out front. This is Golden Weaver subdivision. Uh, if you are in the market for a new home, but you want a brand new home, you don't want to do any of the remodeling stuff, I definitely recommend that you you swing by there. It's a beautiful development uh, underway, and, and many of those homes are completed. That's Golden and Weaver. It's the Woodvale Development. Again, it's Aller Building Company project, and they've got uh, some real um, incentives, builder incentives that are currently underway. And then when it comes to turning that house into your home, the look, the feel, uh, that's where they have that showroom floor all in one place to make it as convenient as possible. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. Suddenly, they tout the First Amendment and its protections, talking about the left when it comes to those that are openly supporting and promoting terrorism here in the United States. It was noted one of the universities that is the most adamant about, well, we don't support the message. But First Amendment is Harvard, of course, which was recently listed as the most unfriendly university when it comes to First Amendment protections. And so it's really stark on a campus that is known for stamping down on free speech, it's always conservatives, that they find it over the line for conservatives to express their perspectives. But if you support terrorism and the slaughtering of Jews, well, hey, who are we to say? Who are we to judge that you're wrong? Harvard University, it costs a lot to have your child indoctrinated and turned into a pro-terrorist in America. Trump has said he would cut off funding to terrorists, stand with Israel. This seems like an obvious position, however, and this clearly it's not. It, again, stark contrast to the current administration that has funded terrorism to the tune of billions and billions and billions of dollars. Breitbart has a piece concerned that U.S. demands for humanitarian aid will hurt Israel, help Hamas. Well, of course it will. <clears throat> I don't believe there is any organized fighting force out there that is as savvy as Hamas, as, as Hezbollah has. Uh, those would probably be the leading contenders but right now Hamas with the headlines uh, their 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 ability to create allies of their messaging amongst the world is really unparalleled and it's so predictable the manipulation 
and we're watching it play out. They launch a terrorist attack. They specifically target civilians. Then they go hide amongst, quote, their civilians. And when they come under attack, start screaming for a ceasefire. Oh, we just need to stop this ceasefire. Who would be against a ceasefire? They do this knowing that there will be people in the international community, politicians, celebrities, that, that they will do their duty of saying, yes, we need Israel needs to show restraint. This is one of the terrorists' most powerful weapons. It is the manipulation the, and the willful compliance by people in the world to do the bidding of the terrorists to protect them as terrorists from elimination by, in this case, Israel. They've already released a video of one of the hostages. It's no coincidence that it's a pretty young girl. And the video shows that she's got some wound and it's being treated in a Gaza hospital. And of course, she's talking about how they're taking good care of her. And she just wants the fighting to end. Just wants the fighting to end. Now, of course, she has no choice but to say this. And Lord knows how many times she's been tortured or how many people have been murdered in front of her until she complied. It's all marketing. And what's unfortunate is it works. The other aspect of the marketing they use is the, you know, the, the calls for the marketing of need for humanitarian aid. The humanitarian aid does not go for humanitarian purposes, just like this crap about the $6 billion going to Iran is all for humanitarian aid. The UN evidently was shocked to find out that, that the medical materials that were sent into Gaza in order to help those who have been injured was stolen by Hamas. All of the, quote, humanitarian aid is stolen from the people and used in order to help and or that, you know, even sold in the black market to fund terrorism. It's yet another reason that they try amongst their own people to create a humanitarian crisis because they know that foolish people will play right into their hands. And they do over and over and over again. One of the greatest tools that the terrorists have is the call for humanitarian aid.